joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. And today we're going to talk about a component that's very important to our health and wellness. Um, This little component is going to surprise you because we're going to take it down to a little bit of some, say, the cellular level and talk about some um, electrolytes that are meant to help keep us healthy and well, but also to help us deal with some of the stressful challenges that our mind and body might experience. Now, today my guest is Dr. Carolyn Dean, and let me tell you a little bit about her. First of all, for over 25 years, Carolyn Dean, MD and NB, so M like money, D like doctor, and N like naturopath, D like doctor, um, is a stress expert, and she's been inspiring and motivating people to be their healthy best. She is a health expert. Um, she, let, me, let me start over. She, as a health expert, was one of the first to see the coming obesity, diabetes, and chronic health issues that are epidemic in the United States and how it was all linked to stress. So she's a pioneer in this area, meaning she was able to see it and she was able to piece together how these diseases that manifest in us are directly linked to stress. And that's something I talk about all across the country to many audiences with regards to keeping ourselves healthy and well. So it's fabulous to have Dr. Dean on the show. And also um, what she's done as a result of modern farming methods, she also saw that the depletion of vital minerals and nutrients from our soils and foods are also a root cause of America's health problems, with over 75% of Americans not getting their uh, required daily allowances of the vital nutrient or electrolyte magnesium, which is known as the anti-stress mineral. So now I've got you kind of chomping on the bit there, wanting to know how magnesium can help you be stress-free or at least reduce the stress that occurs within your mind and body. Dr. Dean is going to share with us her insights, her wisdom about this. So at this time, I'd just like to welcome Dr. Carolyn Dean to the show. How are you, Dr. Dean? Oh, I'm great, Rochelle. Thanks for the great introduction. And and you're 100% right. Magnesium is the stress mineral and nutrient. If if you only want to take one nutrient, one supplement, <laughs> make it magnesium. That's that's what I say all day and every day. <laughs> I love that. You know, um when I did nursing in the hospital, I was an ER trauma nurse and mm-hmm. you know, when you're in the ER, you're always analyzing and looking at, you know, the electrolytes within the body and their balances, mm-hmm. you know, the calcium, the magnesium, the sodium, um, the potassium, because it has a really vital importance, importance to how our heart works and, you know, the contractibility and things, 
within our body and how things function. So to hear that, you know, you know and also recognize that, you know, magnesium is so important. It's fabulous to have you on the show to share this information. And so I'm just going to dip right into it and ask you my very first question that I'm sure the listeners will want to grasp with regards to the information and importance about magnesium. And, oh, listeners out there, Please take a moment, if you'd like, to grab a piece of paper, a pen, sit back, relax, and enjoy the most pertinent information that you're going to get from Dr. Carolyn Dean as she discusses this information with us and enlightens us as to how we can utilize this to be more stress-free in our lives. So, Dr. Dean, tell us, how important is magnesium? Yeah, it is so important. It just so far surpasses any other mineral or nutrient. And the reason is that it controls seven to 800 enzymatic metabolic processes in the body that control uh, like the Krebs cycle, the glycolysis cycle. I mean, cycles that don't mean much to people who are listening, but cycles that run our body. So 600 to 700, uh, zinc is uh, um, close, not so close second, under 200. Calcium only controls about 50. So magnesium actually does just about everything in the body. You, you probably can't name a condition that I, and I, I wouldn't be, I would be able to say that magnesium is responsible for helping you get rid of that condition. It's just that powerful. Wow. You know, I know you listeners out there, when she mentioned the Krebs cycle and, you know, <laughs> some of the other things, I know you're probably like, what the heck is that? But we're just going to bypass that because, you know, I'm a healthcare professional. She's a healthcare professional. We tend to speak the same language, <laughs> but we don't want to overwhelm you with information. So if there's something that we talk about that is in our lingo that I feel that is important for you guys to know exactly what that is, I will give you, quote, unquote, the layman terms behind that so that you don't get lost. Um, But the real vital important information that she's going to just tell us about is going to be, you know, the heart of it all. So don't get overwhelmed. I promise to to, um, explain the terminology to you if it gets too complex. No worries. You know, I'm here to guide you along, and I do not want you to stress out about listening to this information (laughs) and not understanding. So I just wanted to set that precursor there. Now, moving into, you know, you mentioned the, you know how important magnesium is with regards to all the functions that it allows us to properly have in our body and how it allows us our body to properly operate. How important is it compared to calcium? Yes, well, that's huge because um, right now we're finding out from um, a group of studies uh, that women who take calcium supplements for their bones mostly uh, are in much higher risk for heart disease. So what we're finding out is that the calcium uh, it doesn't dissolve properly in the body. It precipitates out into soft tissues. It calcifies arteries. And 
and as I said, um, increases heart disease risk. And what's happening there, and and the papers don't say this, is that um, the person is actually taking way too much calcium, but they're also missing magnesium because magnesium is vital for helping to dissolve calcium properly in the bloodstream and directing it's supposed to direct the calcium toward the bones where it should be and not into the arteries and calcium will also uh, precipitate into the bowel and cause constipation can cause gallstones kidney stones it can land in fibromyalgic kind of scarring areas and it can also cause breast tissue calcification which then scares the heck out of everybody because doctors equate breast tissue calcification with cancer so then you start getting you know all these mammograms and start getting biopsies and really scare women and it it can be just because they're taking too much calcium without enough magnesium. So you're saying that it really is important to really take both calcium and magnesium, and if we had to choose between one or the other, it would probably be most important to take the magnesium, even though, you know, everyone pushes calcium. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. See, what's happened is um, we have so much calcium in our diet uh, compared to the magnesium. A hundred years ago, we could get 500 milligrams of magnesium in a good diet, and now we're lucky to get 200. Whereas with calcium, especially if you eat a bit of dairy, you're going to get several hundred milligrams from dairy, you've got fortified foods and drinks, you've got soil which still has calcium in it compared to soil that's very much depleted of magnesium. So, and and you've got um, mechanisms actually that will hold on to calcium like vitamin D. And that's kind of an evolutionary process, actually, because um, humanity grew up around oceans, and ocean water has three times the magnesium as calcium. So we actually were were exposed to a lot more magnesium way back in the day. And the mechanism for um, holding on to magnesium wasn't as necessary, in fact, there's a fail-safe of, of getting too much magnesium, you get the laxative effect. Whereas mm. calcium, it causes constipation. So you're holding on to all this calcium, you're taking calcium supplements, you're eating and drinking calcified, fortified, calcium fortifi- fortified foods and drink, and you're just getting way too calcified. And, you know, calcium... It causes inflammation in the body. It causes so much um, disease that's not recognized. And like I said, even when they've done the studies now showing that, hey, lo and behold, calcium is not so good for you. It's causing heart disease. There's not one mention of magnesium as the counter mineral and the actual mineral that helps make our bones, you know, kind of... um, properly structured if you're just taking all this calcium and especially if you take those um those bone building drugs they cause brittle bones and so you're left with bones that shatter even worse 
um, you know, without this extra calcium in the drugs. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's so funny, and I'm glad you mentioned that because you know there is this big push about, especially women. I'm going to say, I'm just going to just say over the age of 40 to increase their calcium intake because as we age, we get the osteoporosis, which is the thinning of the bones and the hardening of the bones. So when you get, you know, say in your airy uh, elderly stages, which I'm going to say, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, you're more prone to fractures of these, these bones when you fall. So they're like, you know, there's this real push to take in calcium. But back in the day, <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, you did the only way you got calcium was eating, you know, you know, dairy, you know, cheese, milk, cottage mm-hmm. cheese, you know, stuff like that. And now you bring to the attention that they've got all these other products that are fortified, orange juice and all these other products that are now fortified with this calcium, but we don't even realize that we may be taking in too much mm-hmm. because it's being, it's not, you know, they're not marketing it to us like that. They're just saying you need to take it, you need to take it, but they're not saying that it's in so much more products that are available for us to ingest mm-hmm. that, you know, in addition to taking it, you should be taking some other things. And so I'm glad you bought up those fortified products because I know a lot of times when people drink orange juice, they don't even question whether it's, you know, been fortified with calcium they're just drinking the orange juice and and so um yeah yeah it's gotten way out of hand it's um it's quite interesting and and it is it's the way medicine focuses on one disease looking for one treatment for it so when when they started to find osteoporosis you know they had their their new machines to measure the bone density and you know another thing Rochelle that they do is they they compare a 70-year-old's bones to a 20-year-old's bones and that's part of where they're saying oh you know these bones aren't as, as strong as a 20-year-old well yeah i mean that that's only common sense what happens as you age, um, you do lose some of your bone density, but that's where the exercise factor comes in because you, you want to keep your muscles and your tendons and all that strong and healthy to support your bones. But, you know, what seems to happen is as we age, you know, we get tired and we sit around, we don't exercise. And, you know, (laughs) you sit in one place for a couple of weeks and you you lose your bones. They proved that uh, with the astronauts. They sent the most uh, incredibly healthy people in the universe up into space and they came back after a few weeks with osteoporosis because they just sat there and without even um, the effects of gravity on their bones and muscles, they didn't have anything working their bones. You have to have movement to to work so many parts of your body. Wow, that's, that's incredible because, again, you guys out there listening, you know, she's not only stressing the importance of being careful with the amount of calcium that you intake and really – being aware and more cognizant of your need to intake magnesium, but the fact that, you know, exercising also helps us to, you know, reduce stress levels, but also helps us to keep our bones, muscles, tendons healthy as well by just what she shared with the astronauts. 
So <laughs> you guys, you know, it's you're getting a lot a lot of information here in just a small context and you may not realize how valuable the information that Dr. Dean just shared in this. Just that, you know, little paragraph that she stated is is important to your overall health and well being. Now, what are some of the um let me let me go I'm gonna go back. What happens to people if they don't get enough magnesium? I know that women, when we have our premenstrual uh, syndrome or, you know, prior to our period, and we get that, that craving for chocolate, that it can um, absolutely be, um, you know, due to a magnesium depletion. But um, what happens to just, you know, people if they don't get enough magnesium? Right, uh, muscles and bones are uh, muscles, nerves, and bones are, are affected. But uh, symptomatically, uh, people will find they get muscle spasms, or they get nerve twitches, or numbness, or tingling. Uh, fatigue is one of the first things. Uh, those mm. um, crazy cycles of biochemistry I mentioned early on create the. <laughs> adenosine triphosphate, the ATP energy packets of the body. So without magnesium, you do not have energy. It's as simple as that. And what happens is, you know, you'll go to the doctor and say, yeah, I'm tired, you know, I can't. And, you know, they hear you're tired. They diagnose the depression. And right away you're you're given a prescription for an antidepressant. And what you oh need my is God. magnesium. Exactly, yes. Say that again because I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, it's so true. You know, if they just well, did a simple blood test, they would see magnesium uh-huh. levels are low and all you need is to uptake yeah. your magnesium, but they're so quick to give you, um, you know, Prozac or, or some oh, other man. antidepressant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard doctors will pre-write prescriptions, you know, to save time. They'll have all these prescriptions written out and they just grab one. So, yeah, you look at acid reflux, uh, muscle spasm of the bottom of the esophagus. Um, if you have any sort of muscle spasm, that's magnesium deficiency. What do they give for acid reflux um, and acids? And one, you know, some of the formulas for antacids, they're a hundred times the calcium to magnesium. So you're getting calcium antacids for something like atrial fibrillation. Um, which is a magnesium deficiency symptom for a lot of people, they'll give you two or three different heart drugs. And sometimes these heart drugs can be so powerful to stop the fibrillation that they'll start stopping your heart itself. So they usually ask people with severe atrial fibrillation to get a pacemaker implanted first, whereas Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you the number of... um, um, emails that I get from people saying that, wow, when I read about atrial fibrillation in your book um, and I started taking magnesium for it, you know, my fibrillation went away, you know, the, and actually it came to a point with um, all the people who are reporting this that I got an award um, last fall from um, uh, United Kingdom um, organization. It's international, but the the Heart Rhythm Society in the UK awarded me the Arrhythmia Alliance Outstanding Medical Contribution to Cardiac Rhythm Management Services Award 2012. Now, when I blogged that, someone wrote back and said, you should just call it the Making Miserable People Happy Award. 
(laughs) (laughs) And it's true. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a heart palpitation, but, you know, if if your heart's thumping weirdly, you're scared. And it's just so distressing. And people go to the hospital to emergency time and time again to be told, well, you know, we can't find anything wrong. You know, here's some drugs to take. And, man, it's so so distressing for people and so it really is and and i'm glad you mentioned that because i just recently had a friend who had a bout of breast cancer Mm. and then she got through all her treatment and all that and then lo and behold she went for a checkup no lo and behold she's you know doing what she's you know doing exercising going for walks and stuff and be started becoming short of breath extremely short of breath and they thought she had a pulmonary embolism. Now, I'm going to mm-hmm. fast forward this. What she ended up having was a tumor, a cancerous tumor in her left lower lobe of her lung. So she goes in to have the left lower portion of her lung removed, and they found another different type of cancer in her um, left, left bronchus, right? So they removed that as well. So while she's in the hospital recovering two days later, she begins to develop, guess what, the good old atrial fibrillation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they immediately put a, a pick line, which is you guys out there listening, a, a specific type of intravenous line into her so they can pump in these anti-AFib medications. And, you know, I'm looking, I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking all she probably needs is to increase that magnesium because based on her, you know, her history, her health history for the last, say, year and a half, she's probably magnesium depleted. And to go through this trauma of having this surgery to move, remove her left lower lobe, mm, of course mm. the body's like, that's enough, I can't take it. And so, you know, she's magnesium depleted. It's like the light, the bells and whistles are going off in my head, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're treating her with just like how you said, the, the atrial, anti-atrial fibrillation medications without even doing any blood work to see what her electrolytes look like. Uh, so, well, yeah. but see, there, there's the problem too, Michelle, because um, I know you mentioned electrolytes earlier, but on a standard electrolyte panel, they do not measure magnesium. I know. It's the standard. They don't. Yeah, so the they don't study. even know. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, I think what it was is they, they'd measured the serum magnesium, and it always looked normal. But, see, that's Mm -hmm. because magnesium is so crucial to the heart that if it starts to get a little low, there's this feedback mechanism that pulls it out of the muscles and bones to make Mm -hmm. it look normal again. So, yeah, it's always going to look normal. But what I tell people to do, and listeners, you know, use that pencil right now, you can get your own magnesium RBC test, a red blood cell magnesium test test at requestatest.com for $49. So you can find out where your magnesium is, start taking magnesium, and then repeat the test every three or four months, and just do your own experiment because, you know, nobody's nobody's going to do it for you. So that's the magnesium RBC test at requestatest.com. And, 
you know, I, I've gotten a lot of people to do this. I blog it, you know, from my website. And people are just amazed because they've, they're they so low in magnesium. And, and actually there's an optimum level, and, and people can follow my newsletter to find out, you know, where all this is repeated. But the optimum level is right at the high end, you know, 6 to 6.5 in a range of 4.2 to 6.8. So most doctors will say, oh, with a range of 4.2 to 6.8, if you're 4.3, they'll say you're fine. Whereas, Mm. you know, you're just scraping the barrel there. You want to be up to 6 because people may not realize, like we do, that the blood ranges are taken from the sick population. So if I'm saying 80% of the population is deficient in magnesium, then that blood range is is going to be too low. And so you get these symptoms of acid reflux, adrenal fatigue, angina, anxiety, atrial fibrillation, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, constipation, depression, diabetes, fibromyalgia, headaches, even migraine headaches, heart attacks, irritable bowel syndrome, insomnia, kidney stones, like I said, any sort of muscle spasm and nerve twitches, PMS, seizures, and and all kinds of um, birthing problems. Eclampsia and, uh, is a condition of magnesium deficiency. Eclampsia is severe fluid retention, high blood pressure, and brain seizures from so much fluid being retained and there's not enough magnesium to treat it. And what do Mm -hmm. they do in the hospital? They put up an intravenous magnesium drip. And you ask these doctors, well, yeah, and it works, it works, everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. And you ask these doctors, well, why don't we use it for... For everybody's seizures and epilepsy or everybody's high blood pressure or everybody's fluid retention, it's all oh, we have perfectly good drugs for that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like I said, we could do a whole other show about the push the push to to get everybody in America on some type of drug. That's a, that's a whole oh, other I know. Show. I don't know when you did nursing, but I went through medical school in the mid-70s and we were trained to to use drugs, you know, very cautiously for a week or two at a time and wait until the body kind of gets back into gear and does its own. But, man, these past decade or so where every, everybody thinks they have to be on drugs for life, and, you know, that's all magnesium deficiency. You take a scenario, Rochelle, of somebody under massive stress, you know, someone, you know, family member in hospital, someone's died, you go to the doctor, you know, to get a checkup, your blood pressure is going to be up. You're stressed. And yeah. what do they do? They put you on a diuretic. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, who, who's ever asked you in a doctor's office, are you under stress or, you know, what's going on at home? So they put you on a diuretic. And what does that do? It drains out your magnesium and your potassium. They may tell you to eat a banana, but they don't they don't even know about your magnesium. You come back a month later just to get your pressure checked, it's worse. And the mm-hmm. doctor says, Oh well, we just caught your blood pressure in time. We better give you some more drugs. They don't realize <laughs> yes. that they've they've induced a more severe magnesium deficiency. Uh, and what's the drugs they choose? 
calcium channel blockers. Blockers, yeah. Yeah. So they know calcium is a problem. You got to block that crap. And instead of giving magnesium, which is a bona fide natural calcium channel blocker, they give you a drug which, get this, is very often a fluoride molecule. I was going to say that earlier about your friend with all that surgery. Most anesthetics, most anesthetics are fluoride molecules, and fluoride binds up magnesium and makes it totally unavailable in the body. And you've got so many fluoride drugs. All the common drugs are fluoride. Prozac is a fluoride drug. Cipro is a fluoride drug. I get emails every week from somebody who's been on Cipro, finds my articles, and says, yeah, you know, what Cipro can do is it can tear your tendon. And just as we're speaking, I've gotten... um, uh, from my Medscape um, news service, the FDA strengthens neuropathy warning for fluoroquinolones, fluoride um, antibiotics. And this Cipro drug, you know, it's just causing so much disability in people. So they put another warning label on it. They don't pull it, but, you know, because it's making a lot of money. But uh, right. Cipro can rupture tendons. That's the end stage. Before that happens, people are getting severe muscle spasms, and they get them to the point that they rupture tendons. Well, a muscle spasm, until proven otherwise, is a magnesium deficiency. So it's obvious to me that the ciprofluoride drug is binding up your magnesium. You're getting into muscle cramps, muscle pain, and muscle spasms, and to the extreme of uh, tendon rupture, and it's all because of the drug. It's amazing what we've what we've done to the to people who think they're going to doctors to be to be cured of something. We've you know grabbed on to all these medications. I mean, any drug is going to deplete magnesium because magnesium is necessary for the liver function of detoxification. Yeah. So. Any drug is going to deplete magnesium, but then you get this whole line of drugs that cause worse damage because they're fluoride drugs. You know, um, I'm so glad. You know, me as a registered nurse, you know, when I say it, people are like, oh, you're just a nurse, right? Mm -hmm. But to actually have a physician say the exact same things that I say with regards to, you know, uh, the push for medications on our society instead of getting to the root cause of the problem, which could be so simple as just a magnesium depletion um, and increasing their magnesium intake. It's amazing. It's really, really, really amazing. And I must say when I first started um, my, you know, when I first became a nurse, I, 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 did ER trauma. So I came right out of school into ER doing ER trauma. And it's a different, it's a definitely a different apple. It's a different fruit as compared to the other areas of the hospital um, because, you know, people come in in their most critical stages. But over time, I've noticed um, the huge push by doctors that are just pushing medications upon people at an astronomical rate. And so instead of people getting more healthier, they're actually getting sicker because 
you know, you like you said, you go to the doctor, they you have an elevated blood pressure. Well, nobody takes time to talk to you about if you have any kind of stresses going on in your life. If you mm-hmm. get three elevated blood pressures, they want to immediately put you on uh, hydrochlorothiazide, which is a diuretic, and maybe even some other type of antihypertensive medication, and then you go back, and that's not working. Well, let's add another drug, which is probably a calcium channel blocker. Oh, that's not working, but let's add another drug. And so you you have all this stuff going on, and probably, you know, if they just took and did the simple test that you're talking about, we'll discover, you know, wow, there's so many more people getting healthier because, you know, I'm just prescribing them you know, an increase in magnesium. But I want to hold that thought for a minute because this is the important part of the show. Well, I like to really acknowledge um, our sponsors. And the sponsors, you guys, so hang tight. I'm going to get back to Dr. Dean, and we're going to talk more about magnesium and how it affects the body and how, how magnesium actually can help with stress and all that kind of stuff. So just hang tight. But the sponsor I really want to tell you guys about is incredibly fabulous sponsor and I'm all about natural and holistic um, medicine and anything I can bring to you that's natural and holistic that's going to help you be better feel better and do better naturally I'm all for it so this sponsor is called 21 drops and what 21 drops is is they are a modern essential oil company and their importance is with regards to aromatherapy and what they do is they believe that the essential oils are the root of it all, benefiting the mind, the body, and the spirit. They know that when they extract the fragrance um, of the highly concentrated molecules from the various parts of the plants that they may be utilizing sometimes, the seeds, the leaves, the fruit, the wood, and even the flowers of these plants, they get this beautiful, amazing essential oils that not only represents one aspect of the plants, but it, it represents an important critical part of the plant's immune system and that plant's survival mechanisms. Now, why this is important to us is because plants and man have evolved alongside each other for many, many, many years. And when man either inhales or absorbs these beautiful essential oils into the bloodstream, they interact with the body, creating balance and wellness. The science of aromatherapy is based on that principle alone. And at 21 Drops, they source all their essential oils from organically grown herbs or plants that are collected from all over the world. The result is they get the most purest, most highly effective form of the essential oil that they carefully infuse and create effective customized solutions to answer many problems, say, from headache to even heartache. So 21 Drops says they have a solution for you. If you have a headache, they have it all the way to if you have heartache, they have a solution for you. 21 Drops captures this incredible power of these essential oils for our therapeutic purposes because what they want to do is they want to empower us to feel better and be better. And so this is something that's so natural, so beautiful, and is really, really a yummy essence of um, natural and holistic medicine. And so 21 Drops, again, is highly, highly concerned with getting the best quality possible from their growers from all over the world. So have no fear, my friends. When you go and visit 21drops.com, 
know that you're looking at a company that really values the importance of the most highly organic therapeutic uh, products that they can possibly bring to us, but also know that they have solutions for you that range anywhere from headache to heartache. And plus, you'll smell really yummy and you'll be doing something really, really good for your body. So if you're looking for an essential oil or a customized blend, please go to 21drops.com. That's the number 21, the word drops with an S, dot com, and check them out. And you will be really glad that you've done that. And now I want to get back to Dr. Dean and go into, um, you know, we have this food that we eat. And, you know, there's this big push towards eating organic, which I love, you know, love eating fresh. Um, the fresher, the better. But why is it that we are not getting the minerals that we need from the diet that we're eating if we're, you know, doing this big push to eating more healthy and organic? Why are we not getting the minerals that we need from the diet we eat? Because the farmers don't put minerals back in the soil. Once they've farmed the land for a couple of years, even if it started out being really rich in minerals, it's just not there anymore. The minerals that that um, we expect to be in the soil used to come from uh, the what they call the winter melt, when the mountains get scraped on by the the ice and the snow, and in the spring it would all melt and come into the rivers and then come to the floodplains. They call them floodplains where uh, there was the best agriculture because the minerals would deposit there. But what we've done to the floodplains, I mean, all over the world pretty much, is, is built, build our homes where the food should be grown. And we've blocked the rivers. We've created dams. So we stopped that whole mineral cycle and then we used up all the minerals in agriculture, not putting anything back. And then we used chemicals like uh, Monsanto's Roundup Ready, and that chemical binds 50% of the magnesium, you know, even if there's a tiny bit left in the soil, it's it's gone. So the soil is is not our friend anymore. And even if you say, well, I eat organic, well, does your organic farmer remineralize his soil? So you've got to ask those questions. And um, it's usually a no. People really don't understand that minerals don't fall out of the sky with the rainfall. Right. That's beautiful. Thank you for mentioning that, especially since, you know, there's this push towards eating organic. And when you go to the grocery store and you buy your produce, there's no farmer there, you know, in front of his product selling it to you. You can only get that information if you go to, like, a farmer's market, which is really, really good. Now, here in California, there has been um, just what you said happening with regards to home building. There was so much farmland when I was growing up in the in the 60s and 70s. Um, I'm going to say I'm a Silicon Valley girl. There was so much farmland that I remember as a kid that is now filled with houses and, you know, mm-hmm. there's no produce. There's nothing being farmed in those areas. Then you move to the Central Valley of California, which is a big farming belt, so to speak, um, for the country. And, again, the influx of the population here uh, that continues to grow in California 
those farmlands are becoming more and more depleted as they put more and more houses on there. So um, without really being in touch with that farmer that's growing the product, you know, my, my assumption is that they're not putting the minerals back into the soil, and therefore we think we're getting something. In essence, we're not really getting what we're thinking we're getting. Now, why don't you think the drug companies work with magnesiums in their medicines? You would think that they would just take this and just really try to cornerstone the marketplace with, a, you know, magnesium-based medicines. Why well, I mean, there's that? a couple of ways of looking at that. Um, first of all, you can't patent uh, a, a mineral, and recently when someone, they've tried it, there's a magnesium L3 innate out there, and it had some rat studies that um, showed an increase in brain function, memory, and other things about the brain. But then they tried to say, this is the only magnesium that can do that, which was not true because even the least absorbed magnesium um, can help the brain. And then today, I just noticed that the price um, uh, for this magnesium 3 and 8 has gone up 400%. So this is what will happen as um, as natural substances uh, are patented in some way is they'll the price will just will just escalate dramatically and you know make it essentially unavailable to most people um but in general nutrients can't be patented so drug companies stay away from them and what i know about um drug companies and and how they've investigated uh, minerals like magnesium is um a very important magnesium expert who's since passed away when she first got out of medical school she went to work with the drug industry and they wanted to know what happens to nutrient levels when people take drugs so she found that after you know these people who were hired to do these studies after they took drugs their blood test showed that magnesium was consistently elevated after drug intake and mm-hmm. she kept repeating the experiments and then you know she went to you know her bosses i guess and told them and they just buried the information so she quit and became a magnesium researcher. But what that implied to her was that, oh, my goodness, the beneficial effects of a drug in the first several weeks could be due to magnesium that's being forced out into the bloodstream from its storage sites. But after six or eight weeks, which is usually the the length that they'll let a drug trial go, after six or eight weeks, then then the magnesium stores are all depleted, and then all the drug side effects seem to come in. It's like the magnesium has been protecting the person from the drug side effects. So that it was, you know, one of the most shocking things I'd heard. The drug companies know what happens uh, when you are given a drug. They know magnesium is elevated. They know the magnesium is probably helping make the drug look good, and they're not going to do anything about it. And, you know, what they do instead is as the um, magnesium gets more and more depleted, you know, like our scenario with the person under massive stress with magnesium deficiency due to stress, put on a diuretic because their blood pressure is up. Well, after two or three months, they're going to come back, 
you know, on that diuretic and the two other blood pressure drugs, and their cholesterol is going to be elevated and their blood sugar is going to be elevated, both because magnesium is necessary for the proper balancing of your blood sugar and your cholesterol. But the doctor not knowing that and never having done a magnesium RBC test is going to say, oh, look, we caught your diabetes in time. We caught your (laughs) cholesterol in time. Now we can give you more drugs. So you Mm -hmm. walk out the door with six drugs, and that is no exaggeration, and with a diagnosis of chronic heart problems because you've got to you've got to treat your cholesterol and your blood sugar and your blood pressure so you don't get a heart attack. And it's wow. horrible. It, yeah, and it, it is. It's 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 so bad. It's so so very bad. And the the treatment is so simple that people will say to me, well, you know, I'm on these eight drugs. I'm afraid to take anything. I'm afraid to take magnesium. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, are you afraid to eat? Did you know that magnesium is like a food? And what happen, what's happened, though, Rochelle, is you, you go to these websites and, um, you know, you look up magnesium, and a lot of these medical websites are treating magnesium as if it's a drug. They act like, oh, you know, magnesium can give you this oh, horrible side effect of diarrhea. Well, you know, yeah, that's a fail-safe. So I'm, I spend you know, all day, every day, educating people about about taking magnesium. And if you're afraid to put anything in your mouth to start with, just do Epsom salts baths. But you got to know that once your body starts building up magnesium, you're not going to need those drugs, and that's what you know the drug companies are afraid of. But if you're taking magnesium and you're on all these blood pressure tr- drugs, your blood pressure could start going low. You have to work with your doctor and wean yourself off these medications. And, and that should be your doctor's wish as well, to not right. have you on all these drugs. If your doctor isn't willing to help you reduce your medications, then, you know, you've been seeing a drug pressure, not doctor. a medical doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I Thank you for that, because that, that's, that's some powerful info. I want to move into, you know, we've been talking about, um, I, did, I did tell the listeners that we're going to talk to them, uh, let you share with how magnesium can help us with stress. So it's perfect mm. time to move in to what can magnesium do for our stress levels. Well, what, what happens with stress, it's, it's usually, um, it begins with some acute stress, and and you know that by the adrenaline pumping and your heart racing and and you're just feeling kind of exhausted afterwards. But then when when stress becomes chronic, you start trying to treat it with things that give you a boost. So you're drinking coffee, you're eating sugar, you're you may be smoking, you may be drinking al- alcohol. You you know, you're trying to give yourself some sort of boost or a rush and and some people in um athletics will just start running more. They'll, you know, run to try to get that high and athletes will sweat out their magnesium and and make things worse for themselves. So then what what starts happening with with all that magnesium deficiency and the stress won't stop, you can start getting anxiety and panic attacks. 
you go around like you know your your back and your shoulders and your neck are like stiff boards. Uh, you know, you try standing there and tightening every muscle in your body for a couple of seconds. You you can't hold it for more than a few seconds. Well, there's a, there's a, a certain percentage of that going on in the body of a person who's magnesium deficient. You lie down at night and try to sleep under those conditions of your muscles being tight and your nerves being kind of irritated and inflamed. You cannot sleep. You cannot either go to sleep or you cannot get a deep enough sleep to feel rested when you wake up in the morning. But I tell you, if you start taking magnesium in whatever form, you will start to sleep, your muscles will relax, you'll feel calm, you will feel energy. It is the only thing that can give you energy during the day and help you relax enough to sleep at night. It is a miracle. Now, do you have a recommendation with regards to how people can get more magnesium into their bodies? Well, I I always try to start with foods, although, you know, we've we've <laughs> torn that one apart because, you know, <laughs> you know, Rochelle, you'll love this. I have had consults with people who've been on this crazy 140 ounces of green drinks a day and thinking they're getting everything you know they can possibly get and because it's green they think you know high magnesium because chlorophyll the the mineral in chlorophyll is magnesium so they're on 140 ounces of green drinks and they're coming to me with heart palpitations and leg cramps I say, you've got magnesium deficiency. And they say, that's impossible. I say, do the blood test. Oh, my goodness, my magnesium is low. I said, yeah, you know, you can be eating plants all day and every day and not be getting the minerals you think you're getting. But that being said, there is, you know, some magnesium in deep green leafy vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, uh, chocolate, dark chocolate, without the sugar, if you can possibly do that. Because get this, it takes 28 atoms of magnesium um, to break down one molecule of sucrose and twice as many to break down a molecule of fructose. So you eat sugar and you're draining your magnesium in that way. But there's the foods. Then there's the Epsom salts baths. You can you can uh, lie in a couple of pounds of Epsom salts in a bath and fall asleep in it and, and get woken up with diarrhea because that stuff is absorbed really well in your body. Mm-hmm. Now you don't want to do that. You you can just use one or two cups in a nice you know warm to hot bath and soak for thirty minutes. And if you can do that every night, you'll sleep really well and mm-hmm. it'll start you'll start absorbing magnesium. Um, I don't recommend magnesium oxide. It's only 4% absorbed. Only people with uh, severe constipation will use that as a laxative, but they'll also take a well-absorbed magnesium. The better-absorbed ones, um, um, I have one that I work with called a Pico, um, Pico Ionic Magnesium called Remag. I have to work with that one personally because I get the laxative effect from any type of pill or powder. So I'll tell people to take a Remag and an Epsom salts bath. There are magnesium citrate powders. You can 
mix them in your drinking water and just ship that through the day. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, some people um, rarely can get laxative effect with that, but, you know, that's a very good source of magnesium. So it's Epsom salts baths, Remag, magnesium citrate powders. Those are the three major ones. And those recommendations are on my website as well if, if people haven't been able to take the notes on that. And you guys out there listening, in just a few moments, we're going to give you her website information and all the information you can get with regards to getting in contact with Dr. Carolyn Dean and finding out more, you know, about this wonderful, wonderful topic we're talking about with regards to magnesium and how it can help you. Um, And we are coming, you know, um, close to time, but I want to get as much more information from Dr. Dean while I have her as possible for all of us. Um, so, you know, I want you to tell us um, what is the proper ratio, because, you know, we did talk about cal- calcium as well and magnesium. What is the proper ratio um, of magnesium to calcium? Say, for instance, I'm just going to throw something generic out there. If I take one calcium tablet, and I know it has to do with the milligrams and all that, but I'm just being as generic as possible, um, how many magnesium tablets, or what's the ratio that you you most recommend that's beneficial for optimal health and wellness? Well, I've gotten to the point now, Rochelle, where I'm taking the advice of these studies. I've always said a one-to-one ratio of calcium to magnesium, even though you know a lot of the literature says two to one. That was erroneous. That was um, that was not a, a true scientific reference. So I'm saying one to one, but I'm also saying now don't even look at calcium supplements. Look at your diet and use. Oh. Um, Use the food list that you'll find online. If you don't eat dairy, make bone broth. Our grandmothers made bone broth. They never threw anything away. You can make fish or beef bone broth. You can use chicken bones. And you can get enough magnesium for your 700 milligrams. I'm saying 700 milligrams instead of the you know, the RDA of 1,200 to 1,500, because in the U.K. and at the World Health Organization, they're saying 500 to 700 milligrams calcium is all you need. And I'm saying six or 700 milligrams of magnesium is adequate. If people are sick, they might need more, but I'm saying twice the level of the common RDA of magnesium and half the level of the common RDA of calcium. Mm, Okay. So twice as much as the recommended daily allowance for magnesium Mm -hmm. that they're suggesting. And then you guys out there, half as much of the recommended daily amount allowance that they're recommending for calcium. Now, I know a question that probably is going to pop up in some people's mind, and this might be the last question that we have time to get in, but If someone has, you know, issues, whether it's fatigue or low energy or headaches or muscle spasms or, you know, any of the various things that you've mentioned over the course of our conversation today, um, and they begin taking the 600 to 700 milligrams of magnesium per day, you know, the big thing is when will I begin to feel better do you have a kind of window or time frame window as to when people can 
you know, start mm-hmm. seeing, yeah. Well, some people it can be overnight. I mean, with the remag, I get on the, uh, a forum, Facebook forum called Magnesium Advocacy Group, and with emails that we get to the Magnesium um, Nutritional Association, people will say they they feel some better overnight. But see, then again, Michelle, you get some people who are so magnesium deficient. They will take magnesium and it'll kind of stir them up. It'll be like their whole body's been numb for a decade, and then their uh-huh. body wakes up and they can be feel a little jangled. So I've actually got a blog that I've written called "When Magnesium Makes Me Worse" to try to remind people that you know there there can be things that. Um, will shake you up and make you think you're getting worse, but in fact it's just your body waking up. Mm, I like that because, you know, our society has gotten over, I want to say the last 15, 20 years, have, has gotten to the point where they get a pill, they get a, you know, they, they get a sign or symptom relieved right away. And so mm. even though the doctors are pushing more and more medications on the population, people are wanting more and more medications because they want that instant relief from that sign and symptom versus just getting rid of the problem so they don't have that sign and symptom to deal with. So I know that probably was a question out there thinking, well, if I start taking this, will I feel better in an hour? You know you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to give people a realistic viewpoint from an expert like you as to if you do this, you know, this is what you can expect in this time frame. And, and you, you did fabulous with that. So thank you so much. Now, I want, you know, you gave, we, like I said, we can do a couple of shows, just me and you, based on <laughs> what we've talked about today. But I want the listeners to be able to get as much of you as possible. So I know you mentioned that you have a book and a blog. and So give us all the ways that we can reach out and get more of Dr. Carolyn Dean. Right. At our um, nonprofit educational website, nutritionalmagnesium.org there's a free book booklet a free e-booklet you can get on that site when you sign up for that newsletter you can go to my website drcarolindean.com c a r o l y n d e a n.com and there i have a free newsletter I have a two-year online wellness program, Rochelle, where it took me two years to write it. And, uh, (laughs) you know, but a lot of people, they just want to, they want me to tell them what pill to take. And so, you know, I do that as well with the magnesium. And uh, so you can join my newsletter and get four free weeks of my online wellness program just to test it out. And then actually um, I'll put it in my next blog. People can... um, get my program for uh for a reduced cost if they mention your pro- your show that they've listened to me on. So that's, oh, that's the two crazy. websites and and what I tell people in in my um blogs and and if they happen to email me cuz I can't answer emails anymore is just google my yeah. name and your question and I've written so many hundreds even maybe thousands of articles and I've written thirty books that you know I've oh I've gosh. likely yeah I've likely written the answer somewhere so try that. Well, give us a give us a couple of names of the books because um, uh, sure. you know I know your blogs and your article and you're this fabulous you know 
beautiful expert, but I, you know when you said you were an author of books, I didn't know it was 30. So give us a couple of names so that yeah. people can go out there and just get them. Well, on my website, there'll be the list under books, and the, the major one, like we're talking about now, is The Magnesium Miracle. It's a random house book, and it's going into its third edition. I've got one you'd love called Death by Modern Medicine. Ooh. And yeah, and it's on Kindle and an ebook. Um, I've got a health encyclopedia called Future Health Now. I did a couple of dummies books, IBS for dummies and IBS cookbook for dummies. IBS is irritable bowel syndrome, and that's a huge condition in our population. I've got a hormone balance book. I've got one on Alzheimer's. So yeah, any one of those topics, let me know, Rochelle, and I'll come back. <laughs> oh, wow. Fabulous. Well, gosh, I, I really hate to end the show because I just, you know, 9,000 other questions just popped in my head with regards to all the books. But I will, I promise you guys, listeners, I will bring Dr. Carolyn Neen back. She has been phenomenal today. And I just really, really want to thank you so much for being a guest on Blissful Living. It was a pleasure to conversate with you and and, and tap into your wealth of wisdom with regards to magnesium and all the wonderful benefits that it can give to us naturally and and helping us to be healthy and well. So thank you so much. Oh, and thank you. You're doing a great job. I had a great time with with you, and you're doing wonderful work. I appreciate it. Thank you. And to all you listeners out there, as always, it brings me so much joy to, to talk to my fabulous guests that I have. I'm always surprised at how much I think I know and how much <laughs> I really don't know and, um, and how much I learn from each of my fabulous guests. And Dr. Carolyn Dean happens to be one of those today. So thank you all for listening. I hope you took plenty of notes. I hope you go out there and get you some magnesium and, and some of the stuff she recommended and how you take it. And, um, and I'm looking forward to you guys sending me messages or Dr. Dean messages about how well you're feeling just by listening to her and getting this expert information from her. So thank all of you for listening today. Stay tuned for next week's show because, again, you know, I'm going to have another expert on that's going to share wonderful things with us. And so, as always, I want to wish you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Until our next time together, be well. And I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and you have been listening to Blissful Living. Take good care. And bye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.